0: God says shrink it. 144, I need you to shrink it. 142 minutes, I need you to shrink it. Shrink it more than that, Kanisha. Shrink it. This is my fourth time this morning since 2:45. It's 4:04. God says shrink it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday God gave me a word. I'm about to release my mighty acts, my presence in a way you guys have never encountered before you about to receive how you have never received before. In such a way. And there goes a word. I'm about to give what God has given me that you have never received before. And got me to put, it's time for release out there. I did. And there goes a word. you about to receive what God has never said to you before. And then when my spiritual dad was walking past me, grabbed my hands, I said, to myself where is it where was the word (laughs) where was the word that I never see where was the word that I never heard dad because you pretty much released a series that was what we heard what was it and I got what God was doing It wasn't by mouth. It was definitely by an experience. See, a lot of times you have to catch what you need to catch without you being aware that it's time to catch. Somebody may throw you a ball that's not in their hand, but you caught it because there goes me. Throwing in a position to throw, and your position is to catch. Somebody may have you to sit at a table with a plate with no food, but you know you're coming to that table because when you see a plate there, that means it's time to eat. Do you understand? You got to see beyond seeing right now, or you're going to miss it. Let me tell you what's going on. I'm not going to give what God giving him to give unto us. No, that's not what I'm going to do. We're going to be patient and wait because it's coming. It's definitely coming. It's definitely coming. And a lot of times we've been persecuted so long, so much, that we're not even aware that it turned around for our good already. Because my mind is like, okay, I've been encountering this from you for so long, but I'm not even aware you're not even singing the same song anymore. Just like a slave. I just want to be free, master. I just want to be free. I going to be free, master. I going to be free. And the master is saying, you don't have any more chains on. You are free slave. You are free man, no longer a slave. I was going to be free, master. I was going to be free. I was going to be free one day. Here is the paper emancipation of a declaration. I was going to be free. You're free to go. I's going to be free, master. I's going to be free. you standing there on a plantation saying, I's going to be free. Where you are free. Because he's still looking at it in a sense of persecution still happening. And it's over. It turned around for your good. But many of us have to come alongside with what's happening. You're going to miss it if you're not looking. If you're not watching. If you're not listening. See, God says, when we were persecuted, call things that be not. That means call from his reality what appears not to be happening in the natural. In the earthly reality around you. So we're going to pull from what he says. We're going to pull from what he does. And we're going to have that to be what it is. No matter we see it naturally or not. So that's why it's called. Call things that be not because it doesn't exist right now naturally as though it were, it's about to show up. See, God hears us when we pray. When we're being persecuted, He hears us. But many of us are not aware that we're right there in manifestation, but many of us are not aware that we're stopping ourselves from going further in persecution. Why? Because many of our prayers are, God, I need peace over this thing. God, I need peace with this thing. I want it to look better. I want them to feel better. I don't want to take that. I'm not, I don't want to take that promotion because somebody, you know, was there longer than me, want the job. And I just came out of nowhere and took the position. I want everybody on the job to be happy. I don't want them to stop being mad at me on the lounge and I walk to work and I feel tension. Some may say, God, I don't want this house right now because people in the community, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. I want to be better before I possess. And many of us are going to God. I want my process and the things that I'm processing for to look better because of the persecution. Our focus is on the persecution and not on the purpose. The persecution is because of the purpose. And because of the purpose, there goes persecution. See, many of us looking at persecution and persecution. No, look at persecution and there goes purpose. So many of us are like on a job and we're holding ourselves back because we're asking God for something too big to ask God. Listen to Holy Spirit because I had to shrink this. Many of us are asking God, I want peace with this thing. I want peace with people in my family. I want peace with this relationship. I want peace with it. I want it to be better. And it's pretty much saying, Father, I'm not going to possess it until it look better. I'm not going to grab it until it sound better because I don't want to receive something and people don't support. I don't want to receive something and it goes sour. I don't want to receive something. There goes tension. I don't want to receive something and there goes this way and that way and there goes confusion. There goes division. But that's not you. You're trying to be God on the way. You're trying to figure out your next step on the way. And it's already ordered according to his word, not yours. So, the thing is, you're robbing yourself. You're robbing yourself. You're robbing yourself. You're going to hear this again. You're robbing yourself. Trust me. You're robbing yourself. It's a prophecy. You're robbing yourself. They're saying, I wanted to look like I expected to look in order for me to possess. Because I want everything to look appealing to me. I want people's words to be appealing. I want everyone to get along on the job. They're saying, Father, I don't want the promotion until it becomes good for me, for me to want to receive. And we don't know what we're asking of God. And that's why many of us are being held up because we hold our own selves back. Because Abraham is a perfect example. You have to really gravitate to these books. And these testimonies, is not just to say, oh, I know something. No, you have to really apply what you hear because it's a part of your life. Because Abraham, he did not wait for the look like what God said. He didn't wait to see, okay, where are we going next? No, he took steps of faith and there goes the word. There goes the manifestation. There goes the breakthrough. See, many of us are waiting for it to look before we can go and do, but God waiting for us to go and do it in order for us to see how it looks. So we're actually moving backwards and trying to move forward. And that's why many of us are frustrated. I feel it. I can taste it. I can touch it. But I just can't grab it. I just can't walk in it. Why? Because you're waiting for it to look away way that it's not set up to look. Sometimes we're waiting for things to become better in order for us to possess. But God waiting for you to possess in order for it to become better. You got to get that. I was laughing at my spiritual dad when he grabbed my hands, like, "What happened with the What happened to the things we never heard?" But I didn't say that. I was thinking, it. I was laughing, but I think he caught it <laughs> because I was looking in my seat, like, "Come on with it, come on." Because God told me at four in the morning, "I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready." I can feel it in my spirit because the thing is, He's aware that I hear because sometimes God used me to say what they're about to say, or me say before they say because we all on one accord, and I am their offspring. So it gets greater because their sin became my flaw. So they're already aware. We already know you heard. We may repeat some of the things you say. It's not just on Facebook. It's not just on YouTube. It's not just on other sites. It's not just on Zoom. It's not just on a prayer line. It's not just outside the community. It's also now in the church. Been asking to give words in this ministry, asking a word in that ministry without even me even trying to give a word. It's just so natural. That's why I don't hold myself back anymore by waiting for somebody else to answer. The Holy Spirit is tugging at me. give it. give it. Because you are on one accord. You and many others with you. So yesterday, someone, you know, pulled me to the side and said, hey, did you get my phone call? I was, you know, I talked to you and I called you. And then we was talking. I'm like, hold on. We was talking. You called me. and We were talking. I'm like, I never talked to you. I know who I talked to, but I didn't talk to you. And she was talking about through email. I was thinking about on the phone. So that's another thing. Check your emails more. See how God talking without us being aware he's talking in ways that we're not looking for him to talk. Because we're looking for the word to come straight from the pulpit the whole time. Wow, the words are coming from the pulpit. They're going to other directions and God is showing up in any way, shape, or form while you're right there walking in his direction. He show up in time, he show up in numbers, he show up in space, he show up in any way, in shape, or form. And this woman came to me and said, you know what, Quinesha, your name is Quinesha. I want to call you by your name. I don't want to say Q. I'm going to get it right. It's Quinesha. Okay, I sent you an email because you have a training today because you are now going up higher in the area of a deacon. I'm like, oh, okay. It's something more than this, (laughs) you know, as a deacon. (laughs) Because I'm learning, I don't know. And she said, yeah, as a training, you know, it's going to require you to be, you know, doing, you know, a lot more, you know, in this ministry that's going to require, you know, a lot more of giving the word and being used to, you know, being an altar sometimes. And and I'm like, okay, she gave me the name of the ministry. So she was like, be here for 30 minutes, 45, 45 minutes after church. I'm like, okay, I let my family know. I'm like, okay, fine. That's all good. So guess what? What happened was, I said, okay, let me tell the other deacons, you know, so they can know too. So I went to some of the ladies, hey guys, we gotta stay a little bit out of the church. I didn't get that email. I didn't get that message. I was like, but I did. So I got the email. Okay, well we'll see what it's about. But um, we didn't get that. And so the you know the person in charge was like, you know, um, Quenisha, I only given that to you. <laughs> I didn't get everybody else. I'm like, oh. They said, you're so sweet. That was nice of you looking out for everybody, but that was just for you. And I was like, oh, and a lot of others too, but whoever it was for, it was for them. Oh, okay. I thought I was helping, you know, people who didn't get it, you know, get it. So they got it and it's good. And that's why we want you to do this because of your heart. But it was just for those who got the email. So I had to go back to those lovely ladies and say, excuse me, guys. You know, it was just for those who got the email. It's something else that you guys are going to be doing different than what the email said for us to do. Oh, okay. All right, it's cool. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll wait for it. You know, whenever we get an email for whatever. Okay, I was wrong. My fault. I was spreading it. So we all can get it, but it's not like that, obviously. Okay, good. It's cool. We're going to keep you informed we get an email for everybody. And if it's not, then we're just going to go along with what they tell us to do. We just going to be obedient. Yeah, that's what we going to do. Just be obedient. <laughs> okay. You understand? See, many of us not realizing that we need to really embrace the testimonies in the Bible. Just like Ramses, which is Pharaoh, Ramses the 2nd, Pharaoh He kept telling Moses, no, I'm not letting them go. No, I'm not letting them go. No, I'm not letting them go. No, I'm not. Then all of a sudden, there goes a yes. Take these things and get them out of here. You can imagine Moses processing that. Hold on, you went from saying no all his persecutions and now you're saying yes. Now imagine if he saw him still saying no when he was saying yes. And that's how many of us see in our process right now. God is saying yes and many of us are seeing it no because we've been waiting so long and we've been persecuted because of the waiting so long. That we still hear and know when God is saying yes. Do you understand? To possess a promise, what is that to you? What what are we waiting to hear? Now, whatever that thing is regarding any of you, what does it look like for you? Because if you're walking with God, it may be the opposite coming in your direction for you to see that thing through. Many of us have been persecuted so long that we still hear hearing negative words from the people who are actually saying something positive now. Everybody is not going to come to you and say, I'm sorry, I apologize, forgive me. People may do it by staying away. They may do it by switching things up. They may do it by feeling the shame. They may do it by a smile. They may do it by a comment. They may do it by a text. They may do it by just sowing the seed. They may do it all the above. But you have to know that it doesn't move you because you went through a process on how not to be moved. You are movable. You're nonstop because you're unstoppable. See, many of us saying, Father, I just wanted to look better. You know, I wanted to look better than this. I I want everybody to support me. I don't want this side to look at this. I, I don't want this job to look at that job. I don't want the East to be like that towards the West. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. And you're robbing yourself. I want all my siblings to get along. I don't want to have a home and my family live under and no one is getting along in my home. I don't want children without any space. Hmm. You ever thought God giving you children and create space? He giving you the children for the space, and not the space for the children. Well, I just need some more money, God. I just need you know ten thousand more dollars, God, Oh, I just need ten more dollars, then I could go ahead and do, and God wait for you to do, and there goes the multiplication. See, God have us to be risk takers. God have us to, you know, do what he have us to do. Let me give a testimony that these women were begging me to give. A man approached me and said, every time I see you, I just get stuck. And don't take it wrong because, you know, you're a sister in Christ. you You know, I love my wife. I say, I know, I'm not thinking like that. I don't even think like that. Yeah, but I just get stuck. It's like, ever since the family conference, when you did that dance, it did something to me. It did something to me. You are amazing. Like, I'm just amazed by you. You know, I, I don't know what's in you all the way, but I feel it. And it's different. It touched me like heaven. I know you're not an angel, you're a person, but you feel like one in the body. And I'm like, okay. So this person out of nowhere say, I have a relative that's getting married. And my relative said, you have given them a word about getting married. And they weren't really receiving it, but there go a week later, there goes a week later, and they're proposed. And they're engaged. I said, I have an invitation. I got it. I'll be there. Yeah. And my relatives said, you were the one who given the prophecy. Yeah, I did. I didn't really talk about it because God, you know, was just using me to do it. It took me a while to obey it. But, you know, I did. Yeah. And look what happened. Wow. You understand? Hallelujah. We have to stop looking at things to be going wrong because we've been experiencing wrongdoings so long. It turned for you. See, God heard your prayer. We have came together and... Many of us at home together, friends together, and group chats together, or Zoom together, or in the cars together, restaurants together, airport together, doesn't matter, on a boat together. We came together for many of us, and we prayed. We prayed for a time as this, to see it turned around. And many of us have not seen the turnaround and not seeing. It being turned around because we are turned around. We don't see the turnaround because we are turned around. We're not looking. It's like someone tell me, you know, go and go to work at nine o'clock. I'm like, I don't know why. Every time I get there, it's always somebody not doing something. You know, everybody's just on their phones and not doing anything. I get to work. Good morning, Quenisha. Good morning. Would you like some coffee, some tea? You know, we're working. It just feels so good to work so early. You know, we got it together. We finally got it. Wow. We feel good. No gossip. No anger. We're glad to be here. Things are up and running. How are you? And I'm like, I'm fine. Because I'm still looking at them in the way I used to. You can't look at no one the way you used to. Because that means you haven't released them to walk in what is now new to you. Can't walk in a breakthrough if you're still looking at somebody how you used to, it's going to rob you. So if I still see my coworkers still not doing nothing, and yet they up and running and doing everything that they have not never, ever done, I'm looking like, oh, I'm steady typing, not even aware. Look how it's happening for me around me. Look at all the people working, people on time, and I'm still walking around with a sad look on my face like, God, when are you going to come through? It's happening for you. Don't you see? And that's many of us right now. Oh, you doing this? Oh, you causing this? Oh, I'm going through this? Oh, they doing this because of this? See, we still saying the same ways of saying things, thinking the same way how we used to think things, and it has already turned for us. And then we have many of us in this column where we're like, Father, I just want it better. Father, I, I just want everyone to get along. Father, I just, I just, and we keep singing a sad song, the same sad song. Don't even know what we're asking, God. Let me give you my testimony. Let me get off of here. God give me a dream. The last portion of my dream. The last portion of my dream, guys. God giving me. I'm at home with this kid. That's six months. And very playful. And have a mind of his own. Like, I'm going to listen to you. But if it's something that I can do. With what I will want. I'm going to do that. If I don't want to sit and hear a story, I'm not going to sit for that. But if you tell me to sit here and don't move, I will listen to that. I hear your instruction. But if it's something that I can do and you say I can, I'm going to do it. And this child was just bouncing all over the place. And God had me in front of this large bed just to show me how much energy this child had. This child took two rows to roll off the bed that normally take 10. That's how fast this kid is. God is showing me. You have to really keep your eye on this one. My grandmother knocked on the door. Hey, can I see my great grandbaby? Of course you can. Wow, he's amazing. He's playful. He's energetic. He looks like you. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, God had me to get up. I went to church. And guess who showed up there? My grandmother. Let me tell you why God answered me in such a way. You got to catch God's move. His revelations in between, you know, things that don't look like how God is talking to you. Because I said, Father. My grandmother is 80. She drives on her own. She got two homes, three churches, you know, multiple vehicles. She's doing her thing. She walks, she drives, she cooks, she do everything. She don't even look 80. She looked like 65. And I said, God, you know, spare her so she can make it to my wedding. I want her to be at my wedding. And you know why I said that? Because she has seven children, over 30 grandchildren. And many you know, of my cousins, they even went to Justice of the Peace, the court building to get married. Or some of them with to the Israel to get married. You understand? So, you know, or some just, you know, dating or whatever, you know. But she never really sat down for a ceremony from her grandkids. And I was like, Father, I don't care about the first of anything. I mean, I just want you to be at my, I want you to be at my wedding. And God was answering me in that dream by having her there wanting to see my baby. So if you're there to see my baby, I know you're there at my wedding because it's the wedding, then the baby. So that's how God was answering me. See, you got to see God, hear God, by knowing God. So back to this dream. God gave me the final piece of this kid. It was way back two years ago when it first started happening when God was instructing me, how to let go of the pain and the torture I was having towards myself regarding a kid that went home before. See, I didn't have that encounter with my son, David, because he was in the hospital for six, seven months before he came home. So I didn't have him at home as no newborn. So I didn't have that experience with him that I had with the child before him that went home. I woke up and he was already home. One night that I was lying beside him. I woke up, looked at him, and he was already home. It was just a shell. And I had to learn from God and hear God, nothing you could have done. I don't know why you're blaming yourself. He was already at home when you lied him down to go to bed. Key is, he's at home. I had to go through a long process with that. Then there goes a dream of me taking this child everywhere I go because I was afraid of putting that child down, thinking that that can happen to that kid. And this man of God wouldn't say anything but look far away like, why is she doing that? Because I never told him about that. And got me to get on a podcast and tell him about that. Because that's how I received healing from that. See, this man is a man that don't like to embarrass you and don't like to call you out because It will have him to be embarrassed to feel you be embarrassed. It's like he felt embarrassed for you. He can feel people's feelings and he don't want no one's feelings to be hurt because his will be hurt because yours hurt. And that's how he is and God taught me that about him. And he didn't want to call me out on it, like embarrass me. But why are you walking around with this child everywhere and don't put this child down? Because of that reason. And I've been healed from that. So this child in the dream that God showed me, the last portion of it was like a child that you stand on your legs and they just keep bouncing up and down. You got to hold their hands so they won't fall. This child is just very, very playful. And then God began to talk to me about the last portion of this dream. And God said, give it to them. Give it to them. I said, okay. My grandmother, she came and played with her great grandchild. That was God answering me. Oh, she's going to be around. And then my cousin come over That's the one we always have a cousin that's like a sibling that's always around the home, grew up with us. I have a cousin that's like my sister. And I call her my sister because we grew up as sisters. She used to live with us. And so she came over and was like, you know, I'm going to water aerobics. You wanna go? I'm like, Water aerobics? That sounds good. But I have my baby, I'm doing you know, I maybe next time. And she's like, Oh, I didn't know, you know. Okay, it's all good, you know, go next time. And a part of me was like, Dang, I wanna go. I wanna go. And God was just saying, Kanisha, you're going to do a lot of things, you know, but you know, home comes first. But don't think that you're not going to enjoy yourself and do great things. I'm just showing you you. I'm not showing you what this man going to be doing. I'm not showing you what no one else going to be doing. I'm just showing you what you're going to be doing because you're the one who's carrying this kid around. So God's pretty much telling me when people come and say they're doing things and going places, you may not be able to go every time, but you will go eventually. Oh God, eventually. <laughs> Oh God, (laughs) eventually though. And, you know, God was just answering everything for me. And I was like, Father, you know, God give me a number, an exact number. And I play around with it a lot. Say like, I don't know, but I know. He gave me a number. I can't escape that number. So I say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have all of it at one time. Just one pregnancy, one time. Cause I don't want to keep having this happening back to back. I just want one pregnancy, get it all over with, just you know, and just raise my kids. God <laughs> said, "You don't know what you just asked for, woman of God. <laughs> you don't know what you just said. You know you do not want to carry around all of that at one time. Now you know you don't want to carry that around at all at one time. Don't do that, man, like that. <laughs> now imagine hearing that. Imagine seeing that ultrasound. Here goes, sweetheart. What is this? This, um, what we having? (laughs) What? What that supposed to mean? You have to count them. Oh, God. God said, you don't want that for that man. Don't do that man like that. Don't do that man like that. Don't do that man like that. And you wouldn't want to create nothing around like that. I was like, you're right. I just want to get it all over with because I was thinking about my shape, my figure, and thinking about, you know, me getting... Big, I just kept seeing the worst of stuff, to be honest. I kept seeing myself as, you know, pushing 40, looking like a penguin. And God was like, that is not you. That is definitely a lie. You're not even going to look like you just had a child. Every time. The glory is already on you. The grace is already on you. The glory is already in you, on you, and set before you. You were born with the glory on you for this. You're not waiting to receive glory because of this. You're born with purpose. You're born what's in you. You just discover and tap into what's in to come out. That's my pursuit for you to know who you are. You know who you are. You know what you're called to do. And you know you've been called before you got here. And now I get it. That's why God had me working with all those infants. 16 infants. Three teachers. But I was the lead. Certified lead. Had to come up with a strategy to feed some infants all at once. Eight infants at one time. All of them had to go to sleep too. And some on the same schedule. and But they all go down differently. One want to be swaddled. One want to put their hand in your shirt to touch your chest. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not your mom. You can't touch my breast. All kids, they want to go to bed all kinds of different ways. And I'm like, oh, God. Some want to be rocked. Some didn't. And I'm like, oh, God. But well, we did it, though. We did it every day to the point the parents were like, really studying like how you guys doing this how you doing this how you doing this grace that's why many people say i cannot keep up with you that's why my energy is on the rise because of my purpose it's going to take me to be this way to fulfill what he called me to do that's why we got to stand our own lane people trying to keep up with each other you can't keep up with me you're not called to do what i'm called to do do you want to have all these kids I don't think so. Nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying many don't even want the kids they have. But you want the energy that I have to bring forth what I'm about to do? I can't keep up with you either. That's why I'm so amazed at what you guys do. I, I'm not graced to do what you do. That's why I say, wow, kudos to you. That's why my life is like this. That's why my energy is this way. That's why I think the way I think. I multitask. That's why things get done so early, successfully, because of what I'm about to do. I'm created for it. I'm grateful for it. There's a woman at my church home. She was like, I'm just so, you know, into you, cute. I don't know why God has drawn me so much to you. I know why, but I'm not telling her why. <laughs> because I have the same anointing as you. I'm going to be at home for a little bit, just as you, to do what I see you do. But I didn't tell her, but I'm pretty sure she got it. I'm pretty sure because she's older than me and she perceived well. She know what's coming after her. She probably just waiting for me to just say it. So she can give me some feedback as to don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about no money, expenses, no space. You're not going to be cramped up or any of that. It's going to flow so smoothly. Don't think about your weight. Don't think about none of that. You're going to be fine. Do I look like I am had five kids? No, you don't. Thank you. Don't look at all the energy I have in school, in homeschool, all my children. But that may not be mine like hers. But still, you know, home for a little bit. Whatever God wants. And the last portion of the dream God was sharing with me what it's going to be like with these kids. It went from one baby to more of them at one time already there. And what it was, was this man will come home and everybody make it the best way they can to that door and be like, you know, hey, like everybody's so happy to see him home. Some crawling, some walking, some stepping, some running to the door because he's home. It's like we were so excited in this vision, in this dream. Every time we come home, it's like, you are a very important person in the home. It's like daddy's home. And sometimes, not every time, it's like, what you got? What you got? (laughs) I don't care if it's snacks. I don't care if it's a game, something exciting to do or something exciting to say. It's something always exciting every time. And sometimes God showed me in his dream, sometimes his man he would call and say, I'm on my way home. Okay, I see you when you get here. And there goes a key in the door. Oh, you've been on your way. He you was just surprising me. Stuff like that. And then God took me to the birthdays. One birthday, there goes a pregnancy with another baby when somebody else having a birthday and it's like we have functions you know birthday celebrations for family and friends to come and then we always come home and do our own little you know family thing together all of us as one we're gonna have a special party for us we have cake right here with ice cream we have things right here for us there goes the hats and decorations all that for us as a family for every birthday every accomplishment then I start thinking about the Partridge family. I start thinking about the Brady Bunch. I start thinking about the Jackson family because it's more than five because, you know, it was just five in a band. It was more than five Jacksons. So I start thinking about all of them and how they're graced to have that. Now, there may not be no real Brady Bunch or no Partridge family, but there are real families out here like that. There are a lot of people who are graced to have a lot of children. So I can't be like to this man, no, stay over there with that. Don't bring none of that over here. We just had it, baby. Stay over there with that. I can't tell that man that. I can't even be like, you know, hey, let's just, you know, s- slow down. Or how about, because let me tell you guys, Holy Spirit, me to really talk. Because I asked Holy Spirit to use me like never before. So some things I never expect to say. But Holy Spirit will have me to say those things. And there was an episode I said to this man, You know you have to be the one to. Tell me. When it's okay to. Have another one if we want to. Because you have to give my body time to rest. That's not what God said to me. That's not what God said to me. God never told me. That I'm in charge of. Would I allow it to happen for me? And to say, tell him to make sure it happened that way. I said that because I was scared. I was scared. It never been this way for me because I never did it God's way until now. It's better, but it's still a difference. I didn't expect me to be one of the women out of many who are going to be at home for a little bit having kids. That's like ministry for me. Like people, gifts are working on cars. Mine is having kids. What? It's not like you baking cookies. And some are gift to bake cookies all day, just baking cookies. And I'm having kids. And I'm still ministering doing all kinds of things. But for the most part, having kids is a ministry. And God was preparing me for that t- over 13, 14, 15 years ago. Before I even met this man, to be honest. God had me dealing with and working with kids. I was working with infants when I met this man. See how God does things? And we talking about we waiting on him. No, we got to catch up. So I, I kind of froze two years ago. And I told this man, let's, you know, just... Make sure that it don't keep happening back to back like that. Give my body a break. That's what the Lord is saying to me. So make sure I follow that instruction too. The whole time that was never an instruction from God. He would never tell me to make sure that his plan go into effect. You have to submit to it. You have to submit to it. You have to know that it's so, it's so right. It's already assured. You have to try to figure things out. Because I was like, hold on. What about my body? God said, you're fine. You are not. It's not going to be like that. Stop thinking the worst. And God has given me a number. And God also instructed me, don't take things sensitive. Don't let those things try to get in your emotions. People don't mean nothing by it, Quenicia. They don't mean nothing by it. Some may say, wow, you got a whole football team. Oh, wow, you guys, we see y'all must really be in love. Stuff like that, you know. When you are expecting, you are very sensitive and your hormones go up and down. If someone said that, you know. You can't allow that to get to you. People don't mean nothing by that. See, when I was crying my son, I was very emotional. Thank God his father was so good with that. I would say, I said mustard, not ketchup. Okay, I'll get mustard and ketchup. I just want mustard, please. Girl, chill out. I I don't know what was that. They say it was hormones. I don't know. I was so sensitive. I just look so fat. No, you don't. You look great. You're blind. You just been nice. I was such a crybaby. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but, you know, God said, that's in the past. Okay, thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, my hormones was going all over the place. I was very, very emotional. And this guy was very patient with it. I was like just can't get comfortable. I can't lay on my stomach, can't lay on my back. This side hurts, that side hurts. Let's get you some type of massage thing. And I'm telling you, it was it was incredible. I was like, thank you so much for just being, you know, like that during that time. I thank God we co-parent so well. He has an awesome family over there. And me and my son, our family here, I don't go to your home. I don't even know where you live. You don't come to my home, you don't even know where I live. Long our son knows where we both live. <laughs> Hallelujah. And his woman say, this is very easy. This is, I, I, I thought it was going to be a challenge, like it normally be situations like this. But this is a piece of cake. Yeah, because God is the one who made the cake. <laughs> Hallelujah. God it to be this way and we just follow his instructions. Hallelujah. So I was really like, you know, God said, don't be sensitive. You know, when it comes to your children, your family, some may feel overwhelmed when they see y'all all all walk in. Don't be like, okay, and don't do that. That's not even your personality. Don't do that. You don't talk like that or even think like that. Don't become sensitive regarding your family side. You're all right. You're okay. I was like, okay. People may say things and joke around. Don't be in your feelings about it. Okay, I won't. Some may say, damn, you got a whole basketball team. Don't be upset about that. They don't mean nothing by that. Hallelujah. And that was the last portion of it. Went from seeing the rest of this kid to now the others. And how would it be in the home? And it's so beautiful. I love it. But it's a process every day because I can't tell this man, you better keep all that over there. Don't bring any of yourself over here, your arms, your chest, your kiss." nothing. Stay over there. I can't say that. And I don't want to say that. I can't go against God and say, well, look, we're going to have to figure out some other ways to prevent different things like this from happening. I can't say that either. And God said to me, he knows because he listens. He may know more than I think he does. There's a grace, and I didn't know what it was that was over me. Now I do know it's grace to have me to feel the way I do about this man for what I'm graced to I didn't know why I was feeling like this. It felt too unbelievable. It felt unreal, unnatural because it is supernatural. That's why the love is like that because of the grace. That's why we get the way we get and be the way we be around each other because of the grace. It's like, you have to wait, 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 just wait. I get it. I get it. And I can imagine his end. Many are like, you know, I'm so happy for you, but I really cannot wait for this to be over with. Because, you know, it's not in a bad way, but just like, just go ahead and possess your promise. I just want you to have your promise. Because we've been going through what you've been going through. Because we've been going through it with you. Because we're here to support you and love you. But I'm so ready for you to have this thing already. <laughs> and I can feel that coming from him. And it's nothing bad. It's just like, you know, we've been going through this with you for some time. We're ready for you to go ahead and get what you, <laughs> belongs to you. Yeah. You understand? And I just thank God for it. You know, it's, um. It's, now I know why the love is like that. Now I know why the passion is like that. Now I know why the fire is like that because of the grace. You can't ignore the grace. You can't go against grace. Because this man feel the way he feel. And I, I, now I see why. Now I see why. Because I feel the same way. But the thing is, when I look at him, see, I didn't know how to perceive that because of the grace. I didn't know it was grace at first, and it began preparation. And I was like, I feel so lustful. I feel so bad. I keep coming like this man like that because I didn't know that we're going to be, you know, having a family the way God has us to have. So, of course, I'm going to feel like, you know, to be around you, to be, you know, passionate concerning you. To be drawn to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. To be drawn to you. Of course, I'm going to feel that way. But I can't engage in that way, even with a thought, until you become who you are to me. Naturally, who you are to me, spiritually. It has to manifest naturally. See, I cannot touch the thought, even though I am touched, because of the thought. That's a difference. And I just thank God for it. You know, now I know why a lot of things were the way they were. I was like, I don't know why I'm like this with this man. I don't know. I just feel so intimate. <laughs> yeah. And I I didn't know what was happening to me. I felt so bad. I was crying all kind. I don't know what this is. And I was speaking so lustful. But it was me not knowing that it's a grace that's over me. To have me to feel drawn the way I am. And him feel the same way. There's no way you could be around both of us and not feel the love in the room. There's no way in fiery hell. You don't even have to know us and you can feel a difference in the room. And I felt that when I wasn't even agreeing with the man. I felt the love in the room. I'm like, why is, I mean, what is the, I don't understand. Why is it like this? Why am I feeling this from this man? Because it was true. A man is created to see over his woman. And many say oversee, but to see over her. I like to use it that way because you can see past what she can see. She can see things too, but a man created to see past because he is after Holy Spirit and ministry and everything that comes after him. He sees all of that, especially before him, because who's before him, he can see everything come after him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And it was like that. You know, you don't become that. You already are that. But you have to, you know, go through the the preparation, the manifestation of who you really are. But you have those traits, you know, those attributes already, you know, being released out of you. Because I couldn't take him at one point. Like, why are you trying to figure out what's going on over here? Why are you all over here? Stop being nosy. And it wasn't that. It was, you know, you're seeing over me and you're going to keep looking to see and make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, um, I just think it's amazing. I take that back saying to God, I want all of it at once to get it over with because <laughs> I don't want to carry that around. And I definitely don't want to put that man do that. That's a lot of work at one time with all those kids at once. That's a lot, so I had to take that back. I don't know what I was saying to God. I was trying to get it over with. I was thinking about, you know, my health, you know, and all of, especially my figure. <laughs> you know, I was like, I just saw myself as a big fat penguin, and God said, "Quenessha, you better stop. Don't think like that." And before I get off of here, not going past an hour, to save God. What got me, guys, is that um, I had some awesome sisters in Christ. You know, the day of the color party, you know, um, I don't talk about this man, but many know I'm preparing for this man. Many know about my life more than I do, obviously. And now that God turned it for me, you know, people just watching like, wow, we can feel the love. And I had some come to me like, Hugh, we know you cannot get it together doing rehearsal. And you know, because he's here. And I'm like, what do you mean? you think we don't know you think we don't know you think we don't know that you two are in love you think we don't know we just don't say nothing when that man testifies or talk about whatever god is doing we know he's talking about you i'm like you guys are so nosy not being nosy we just know it's true we didn't know at first now we do you can smell the love between you two. You can see it. You can encounter it. You can feel it. And you could not keep yourself together during the color party because he was there. You were doing things you don't normally do because you was just like nervous. And we was like, look at you. Cannot even keep it together because the white's here? Many say DJ here. She's not even she's not even focused with the dance moves cause he's here. But she's, you know, not distracted, but I can tell she's just, you know, trying to comprehend all that's going on. Poor Q, but not poor Q. But when it was when it was time for me to minister, I let all that out the window. <laughs> cause it was like, God, here it is for you. I won't think about nothing, no one. But doing rehearsal, it was like <laughs> I didn't know they picked it up. Yeah, they did. They was like, "Here, yeah, we know you were distracted. We're well, not distracted, but you know, going through it because the white was in." They say DJ. They say we know you love him, and we know he loves you. We know he loves you. He couldn't hide that if he tried to. Neither can you? You talk more than when you don't talk. And we prayed for you. Because when we were praying in a circle, we told every dancer to get between a person that was singing. And there was a little empty over there where he was. And I didn't go. I was like, I'm going to stay right here. and I'm going to move back so I can't see him. I don't want no one to see me look at him because I couldn't take my eyes off of him. I had to keep looking. I wondered. I don't know. I just kept doing it. I didn't want no one to see that because I was like I had to learn how to accept it at first I was like father no I don't want to go through this I don't want this I don't want to do this I just got out of a marriage I just I don't want to go my answer changed completely now I'm saying thank you father Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, everybody. Out of all the things that God has shown me, what I'm gonna do with this mind regarding at home for a little bit, God showed me, you know, what not to do and what to do. And what not to do is, you know. Think about what I could be doing while I'm at home with my kids. And it's not going to always be home, home, Or We go places and do things too. God said there are so many surprises in between. I'm not sharing with you, Penisha. I didn't show you him in that dream. I didn't show you anybody in that dream. I just showed you you because you're the courier. You don't know what I'm going to do in between. I'm saving the best for last. You don't know what I'm going to do. I can only go off of what it was like for me to see because it was just me with these kids. But at the end, I saw him there coming home. And we all ran to the door (laughs) for us who can walk. (laughs) You know, and some call I had to pick up. (laughs) I didn't know it was going to be like that. You know, it wasn't easy because this is... Gonna be the first time that I have a child home as a newborn. My son was in the hospital for six, seven, eight months. And I mean, ever since my son went home, I had to go through a healing process. And I wasn't gonna tell him that. That was nothing I wanted to tell him, but God had me to tell him because it was going to affect me with the with this baby. You know, when I was a baby, God said, don't go past, you know, 60. When I was a baby, you know, people thought I was a doll. My mother go take me for a walk after my sister because we were a year apart. So she can do do both of that at one time. You barely walking and you're not walking. People would think that I was a doll baby in a stroller. Like this woman's so pressed to be a mother or have a baby. She have a doll baby in a stroller. And she said, many would crowd my stroller and be like, can we touch her if she real? Go ahead, and when I would move and flinch, they'd be like, oh, "She's real! Oh my gosh!" Like, God like say one ten. That's it. Okay, okay, one ten. Okay, and so people would touch me to see if I was real or not, because they thought I was a real live doll baby. And I was like, "Mom, I want to see this picture. I want to see this picture of me being a doll baby." And or look at like one. And, and my mother said, you know, we moved around so much, you know. I can't find it. It's somewhere in somebody's attic or basement. And I said, it's okay. Because I didn't want to keep mentioning it because she probably, you know, would feel bad. Like, I can't even find my daughter's picture. So I just left it alone and her to feel bad. But I just enjoyed the stories. I'm like, tell me again. I was like, like a doll baby. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. <laughs> because when I was a little girl, I didn't get my hair cut a lot. My mom probably don't remember, but she'd be like, you remember everything. Yeah, I do. I had to get my hair cut a lot because in school, there'd be some girls who would cut a ponytail, and I'm ready to fight. My mother told me, stop letting people, you know, push all over you. So, which I'm in second grade, grab a bottle off the, you know, off the ground, off the trash, go look for one, crack it on the ground, and go hit upside the head. And I was attempting to do that to the point the principal was like, you know, we cannot, this is dangerous. This is definitely about to be a crime scene. And who told you to do this? My mama. So my mother had to come up there and my stepdad at the time. And I see a ship coming in and it's cargo. And it's amazing how, you know, she told me to do that. And I was in the office. I said, well, my mom told me to do it. She was like, out of all things to listen to, you're gonna to listen to something like that. You ought to be ashamed of yourself and gonna put me out there like that. Mom, I don't know. You told me to do that. I'm sorry. You know, understand she's like, it's all right. Just you know, I thought I was doing the right thing too, you know? But I didn't really know you was gonna actually do it. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of kids, you know, girls used to cut my hair. They'd cut a plait, and it wouldn't look right if I have one missing plait out of all these plaits coming down my, you know, my shoulders like that. So it had to go around to like a mushroom. So I walked around with a mushroom a lot. A lot, a lot. You understand? Out of all the, you know, sandiness in the in our hair, I'm the one out of three with the gold hair. It's more golded than all the rest of them. And it was just like, who in my family look like this? So I had, to, I used to go around, and look around, like, who has red moles, who has freckles? And and by the way, they are appearing as I get older. I'm like, hold on, where's these freckles coming from? <laughs> they're on my face. And, and, and you know, you got to get close to see, but you can really see. They're like, you know, different areas. I'm like, where's these freckles coming from? They're like, those are cute. No, where's these freckles coming from? Who have freckles in my family? Who has gold hair? Who has freckles and red moles? So I'm looking and looking and looking. God say, it could be passed down from a thousand years ago, Cornisha. You understand? For real, it could be passed down. And, you know, my hair was so full when I was born that I came out and I could wear a ponytail. I mean, a full ponytail from the back all the way to the front. Not the back, nothing. The front is ponytail. Don't try to tell me. (laughs) My hair was so long. It grew so fast, but I had to cut it a lot. Cause people were cutting my hair. You think you better. And they'll cut it. No, I don't, you know, stuff like that. So I had a lot of haircuts as a kid, a lot of them. Hallelujah. <laughs> and when my son David came out, he had hair like I did and his hair, people always thought he was a girl because he came out getting cornrows, and that's what I did. I cornrowed his hair, you know, like a little baby cornrow with the texture. So all that to say, just thanking God for everything and how he moves on our behalf regarding any and everything. Whatever you are walking in right now, just continue to give God the glory, honor, and praise. We don't have to know everything, but just thank God for what you do know and that you do know that it shall to prosper. I love you.